Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. No Longer Afraid by Enola Chamberlain My brother Will was always afraid. Sure, I had my own fear of spiders, but I conquered that fear when I was 14. My sister feared moths. My mother feared snakes. But all these were little things compared to my brother's fear. Will was just afraid. He feared people. He feared life itself. He feared to get up in the morning. He feared to go to bed at night. He went around wrapped in a cloud of fear. Until the night, his whole life was changed. My parents had tried in many ways to bring him out of his fear. They had tried to explain it away, but there was no explaining. They had tried to get him to talk about it, bring it out in the open. But fear itself held him speechless. They had prayed with him about it. They had tried to make him see that God was taking care of him. But God seemed far away, like a mist. The fear was close and solid. My brother seemed to grow worse as he grew older, until my parents decided that they would have to take different measures. But what measures? Then one night came the opportunity to try something radical. My father had a heart condition. Angina, I think the doctor called it. He would get terrible pains in his chest. He always had to keep medicine nearby to lessen the awful pain whenever he had an attack. One evening, he remembered that his medicine bottle was empty. We lived in the desert of Southern California, pioneering along with a few others. The nearest store lay two and a half miles away with utter darkness, utter aloneness between us and it. The dirt road to it led between high, round-shouldered salt bushes with straggly mesquite here and there. It was a spooky way to travel alone at night, even for one who had no fear. To a fearful person, it must have held every terror imaginable. Yet my father decided to send Will along that road in the dark. I well remember the stunned, unbelieving look on my brother's face when father held out the empty bottle and began to speak. Will he said, his voice not quite steady. I'm out of my heart medicine. Will you ride in to Thermal and have the druggist fill this bottle for me? For ages, it seemed to me, we all sat as if filled with stone. One kind of fear must have been having a terrible fight with another kind of fear in my brother's heart. The fear of the night, the aloneness against the fear of seeing my father have another attack with nothing to relieve his pain. Will's hand went out and took the bottle. He let out his breath like a sudden wind. He didn't say a word. He put on his coat and cap and went out into the night. In a few minutes, we heard his horse galloping out of the yard. Instantly, my father went out too. A moment later, his horse already being saddled, he too galloped out of the yard. I didn't learn at once what happened that night. It seemed to be something too precious to be talked about. But I did see the change in my brother beginning the very next day. Actually, he was a new person. Joy took the place of his gloom. He walked taller. He began to take part in games at school. He attacked his studies with a vigor I had never seen him display before toward anything. And most wonderful of all, he began to talk of the future. He spoke of it in glowing terms. It was an adventure to be savored, not a terror to draw back from. He was going to be a lawyer, a successful one. His whole attitude was one of confidence, of success already accomplished. After a few weeks of watching this transformation, I could restrain my curiosity no longer. 
Seeking my father alone, I asked him what had happened on that eventful night. He put his comforting arm around my shoulders. If I tell you, you must never speak to Will about it unless he speaks first, he said. I agreed, so my father told me the story. My brother had ridden like mad that night, so his horse's clopping hoofs had drowned out other sounds. Thus, my father was able to keep fairly close to him all the way. As soon as Will got into the lighted space in front of the drugstore, he flung himself from his horse. Father rode up while the boy was still standing with his face pressed into the saddle. Dad, he cried. Yes, son, father said. Come here. Hesitantly, Will approached. Father slid off his horse and stood beside him. Did you know I was close behind you all the way, he asked. Will shook his head. Well, I was, father answered. I could have protected you if you had needed protection. Now don't you see that if I can follow you and you not know it, our Heavenly Father, who is all-powerful, can do the same, only more so? He is within call at all times. Father said no more. He left Will standing between the horses and went in and got the medicine. They rode home side by side in silence. Never again had the subject been mentioned. I sat quiet a long time after my father finished. I had no words to express what was in me. But considering the change in my brother, I knew that I had witnessed a miracle, the miracle of faith over fear. This faith has never left Will. He climbed as high as he wanted to in his profession after having faced terrible odds. He is retired now, and his life is one of calm and peace, of an assurance in the rightness of God and the universe. So deep is his faith that he passes on courage and calmness and peace to all who come in contact with him. Truly, it was a miracle that out of his terrible fear could come such a powerful faith. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.